Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Welcome to the Voice of Islam program. Alhamdulillah we have Shakababa and Shahatim uh, with us today and the topic today is uh, discussing our thoughts on the Ocean Gate tragedy. Uh, first I would, I would like to welcome um, Shahatim. Uh, Assalamualaikum Shahatim and Shakababa. How are you guys? Alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, we're fine. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. So, Shahatim, you probably should at least spend a few minutes uh, telling us your Hajj experience for us to some of our brothers or sisters who haven't been to Hajj. Uh, just a little bit about about it for us, inshallah. Um, yes. You know, how do you find it? And you know. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Wa salatu wassalam ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala Ali wa sahbihi ajma'in. Well, um, this Hajj, it was, uh, this year, Hajj was a little bit uh, difficult because of the heat. Um, and uh, I would say that uh, it's, a, it's a life journey. Uh, my advice to people who wish to go to Hajj, they should go when they're younger because it becomes more difficult when you're older. Uh, circumstances uh, will uh, make you sometimes walk for long distance or bear the condition, especially weather condition. So you need to be physically prepared for this. And at the same time, um, mentally prepared for doing the rituals the right way. So um, I also urge my brothers who wish to go to Hajj to read about it and not to go there only ignorant, depending on the, uh, the sheikhs that are going to be there to guide you. But you should be informed of what you'll need to do because sometimes the sheikh will not be next to you what will you do so it's very important for people to educate themselves about the ritual of hajj and how it is performed what are the conditions what are the things that invalidate your hajj you're spending a lot of money and you're spending your time it's a life journey maybe it's the only opportunity for you to be there and then you lose that uh, reward of hajj or you lose that hajj because of you know a silly mistake so you need to be aware honestly yeah you need to be aware and uh, my last advice uh, for people who wish to go to hajj now that you have already arrived and you're performing hajj don't take shortcuts people are looking for shortcuts now and they want what is easy while it is not the way that the prophet sallallahu has performed hajj for example, sleeping in Mina. Yes, it is a small place. Yes, it's hot. Yes, it's tight. Yes, you're in a tent with 100 people. But, you know, it doesn't justify you to go and stay in a hotel, five-star hotel, and only come for one hour in Mina and then leave. So these shortcuts, you, if you think about it, your entire life you've been comfortable. You've been living in your house. Now that you're two or three days in Hajj, you you want to take shortcuts. You want to be at the comfort zone like you were back home. It, it doesn't work like that. So make sure you read about the Hajj of the Prophet وسلم, and how he performed it so that you also perform it the same way and get the reward of the Hajj. Wallahu a'lam. Zakallah khairan, Shah Hatim. 
uh, that's a good reminder for us. And sorry to put you on the spot there. <laughs> no worries. No, uh, no worries. <laughs> I think you're used to that now by now, Sheikh. <laughs> yeah. Since, since I got to know you and uh, you're always putting me on the spot, so I have to be careful now. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sheikh, um, the program today, we will be discussing about our thoughts on the Ocean Gate tragedy, and I forward to both of you. Um, you know, the short videos, just a little bit about it and what we can learn from that. And I just wanted to share the, uh, the picture of this um, sub, uh, submersible, that's what it's called. Uh, just one second here. <clears throat> okay, so I've got a photo here, right? I'm looking at the this submersible or, you know, uh, you know, it's not a submarine, it's called, I think that the right, the correct term is submersible. It's an expensive uh, machine, right? And it was able to go all the way down four kilometers deep into the water to go and look for Titanic, to look for the Titanic wreck. And we were discussing about it just now before we start the video. Why would people do these things? And I guess, you know, why would people go and do bungee jumping? Why would people go and do a jump of the aeroplane? And, you know, and many, many activities that we do. But what first thing that I want to reflect upon is, you know, the machine. The machine is the, 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 the submersible. Um, I mean, the, the, the submersible actually has been down to this into the under the sea many a few times. I believe this is the seventh time when they have this tragedy, but I think it's been there down there a few times, at least a few times, and there was no issues with it. I just wanted when we look at the when you look at this the, um, the diagram here, you know how the comp, how complex is the whole thing. You know, you've got the viewport and you've got the different parts and then connected together, and then all the mechanism that was designed. There were so many people, so many people, the engineers have put thoughts in this. And yet, and yet, human being can deny that Allah exists and created us. And and what's your thoughts on that, Sheikh Baba? First of all, what we can say to the two Muslims brothers who died through this tragedy is to say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilahi rajiun. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant those whom they have left behind sabr, patience. Amen. You see, the question is why would people go there? You know, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us, No one knows what they are going to earn tomorrow. No one knows where they are going to die. So for these five individuals, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made their death to be there. You know, it also shows that we plan and Allah plan and Allah is the best of the planners. As you said before, you believe this is the seventh time this machine is going under. All the previous went through without any problems or issues to the best of our knowledge. It shows that uh, people who have people who went in for the last time were hoping for the same. 
and possibly they were planning to do so many things there so that they can come with but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided something else and it, it also shows the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if the entire human beings in one brain put one thing aside and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can analyze that and get rid of it within the blink of an eye if he wishes to. Now, we have to accept what has happened and we need to be careful what we say about those individuals, the Muslims. I, may, I heard some comments on radio, radio talk back, people saying, you know, they don't care, why would they go there? They don't care, these guys, they had money, they wanted to waste it. You know, they were saying, only people are talking about it because they are rich. For us as Voice of Islam, that is not the case. We are talking about it to reflect and to remind ourselves and to learn. And to learn from the tragedy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alam. Sakallah khairan, Sheikh Baba. Sheikh Hatim, I believe you don't... You... You don't hear about this tragedy because you will be in Hajj uh, in Hajj at the time. Is that is that right? No, no. I heard about it, you but uh, I did not uh, read uh, because you know when while you're in Hajj, you want to cut off yes. from the outside world and and so mm. on. So mm. I did not have the time to read about it and uh, find out more about. It. But I I knew that there were Muslims on board, um, so. Subhanallah. But uh, maybe in the beginning, I want to address uh, one comment here that is uh, that says everyone is fascinated by this, but a ship carrying 700 Im immigrants, immigrants sank and no one cares. Um, I want to say something about this, that uh, Muslims do die every single day. And um, they are in our prayers all the time. And it's part of our duty is to pray for our Muslim brothers and sisters who depart in any way and any form. And we highlighting this uh, topic, it doesn't mean it is important about the people or the technology or whatever the case is. That's why we're talking about it. We are talking about it because of the lessons that we can learn and how we can connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through this tragedy. It doesn't mean that we don't care about other people who, uh, you know, die or sink. No. But uh, these people who die, they are normal circumstances where it's a normal ship where people travel and then something, a default happens to the ship and it sinks. But something like this, this incident happens maybe only once. We're not going to hear maybe again something like this that will happen. And it is uh, important for us to link with our teachings 
and our thoughts and our tradition to be able to link the dots. So I just wanted to clarify that in the beginning. There is a very interesting uh, verse in Surah An-Nisa. Let me just read it. It says, "A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim." أينما تكون يدرككم الموت ولو كنتم في بروج مشيدة. Wherever, sorry, just hold on. Wherever you are, death will overtake you, though you are in lofty towers. This is a very strong, powerful, and powerful message from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala that summarizes this whole incident. This incident is about the advancement of human being, the knowledge of human being, the technology, and the limits that human beings think they can stretch beyond capabilities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. While Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator of this universe, no matter how advanced you think you are, you can never overcome the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And maybe before the the incident, this tragic incident, we can even look at the incident. <coughs> sorry, we can even look at the incident of the Titanic. I read somewhere, and I don't know how far is this true, that the person who designed the Titanic, he said a statement before, you know, the ship, uh, uh, you know, sailing. He said, "I designed." A masterpiece of engineering, even God cannot sink it. And guess what? In this, in the first voyage, it sank. And there are so many other incidents where human beings think they can go beyond the limit, and they are knowledgeable, and they can do things, but Allah proves them wrong. And that's why in the Quran, Allah says. وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنَ الْعِلْمِ إِلَّا قَلِيلًا And you have not been given knowledge except a fraction, just a little bit. If you look at the past civilization that lived before us, like the civilization at the time of Nabiullah Sulaiman, when he asked his followers, who will bring me the throne of Sheba? And there was a jinn, who proposed that he will do that, and there was a man who had knowledge of telepathy, and he was able to bring the throne of Sheba because of that knowledge, the knowledge of from the scriptures. And until today, we can't do that, despite the reality that today we think that we are so advanced. We are so knowledgeable, and we have reached the level of ignorance to the level that we are denying Allah. We think we we know it all. We have everything under control, but again and again and again, Allah proves to us that we don't know anything. The simple uh, tragedy that happened, which is COVID. And human being, human beings were panicking. They were not able to find out or stop what is going on. 
everything collapsed. So the moral of all of this is that when Muslims were seeking knowledge and being advanced in knowledge and making progression in knowledge in the golden times, they were relying on Allah for their advancement. They were not relying on themselves. So Allah was an important part of that advancement. Whatever step they take, it was for the sake of Allah and for the sake of the betterment of human being. Nowadays, Allah is not in the equation. Human beings are developing and, and becoming advanced for the sake of themselves or for the sake of commercial gain or for the sake of publicity. People to say, oh, mashallah, these are you know, great scientists. They have achieved this and this and that. And uh, the, the ocean is a place where we shouldn't mess with. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that the ocean, there is darkness upon darkness upon darkness. And until today, scientists are not able to go to the deepest points of the oceans to discover what more is underneath there. So I would say that the first thing, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un, anyone who passes away, they are returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the second thing is we cannot judge the intentions of the people. <coughs> Sorry. Why they went there in the first place, only Allah knows. We can pray for them because they need our prayers at this point of time. They are with Allah and they are being questioned. So it is our duty as Muslims to pray for them for their mercy and may Allah grant them Jannah if they were min al muhsineen and may Allah forgive them if they are otherwise Amen. now um, there are so many things that we can say but uh, inshallah we'll continue uh, after you uh, Dr. Farlos Zakallah khairan you are quite right that was the quote actually on the um at the, at the time of the launch, it says, not even God himself could sink this ship. I think this was quoted, I think one of the employees of the uh, Watchtower Line of the company at that time. Uh, I think yeah. it was the May 31st, 1911. And I think, Sheikh, not even just that, at that time for the Titanic, um, I think, I believe the boat accommodated about 2,000 people, 2,000 people, over 2,000 people. So yes. people were telling them, you know, look, you have to have at least 64 boats to rescue just in case something happened. You know, they were so arrogant, they rejected that, and they just put 20. So that's why many of them actually um, uh, wasn't, weren't able to be saved. That was one of the reasons for that. And I think similar thing happened with the Ocean Gate. I, I, I think when you look back and then some of the comment from James Cameron, another guy, another explorer who decided to go to the deepest part of the ocean as well, he made a few comments. He said, you know, look, the same thing, unfortunately, the CEO of the company decided not to test it, the, the vessels. He decided to ignore the call to test it. He said, you know, look, this is just going to be restrictions. We're just going to do what we can do. So I think there's an element there as well, an element that we have to uh, be able to um, listen to advice 
And I think this is what we as a Muslim, we were told to heed advice. And then we were yes. given many, you know, we were told to listen to those who, who give advice to you. You know, you have to respect that. And uh, and I think that's something that we were told, right? And then in the Quran, there were many advice for us as well, human being, about many things, especially about Yawmul Qiyamah, to get ready and get prepared over and over and over and over again. But do we respond to that? SubhanAllah. Well said. Well said. Um, first of all, we all love Brother Chor. We all love Brother Chor. I mean, uh, the lesson from this we learn is that uh, is exactly what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Wallahu alamu antum la ta'lamun. Allah knows what you know not. When they challenged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when they were making the Titanic, they challenged Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we see how many died. They even made a movie about it. Even during acting that movie, many people died through it. And yet with these incidents, still people, some are not heeding, are not learning from this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us, you cannot challenge me. No one, no creation can win a challenge against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ Suddenly, when Allah wants something, all he says is be and it will be. We see before this, Fir'aun, what did he say to Haman? He said, Ibn Lisarhan, he said, build for me high-rising building so that I want to go and see Allah. I want to kill him. And we see how he ended. All this we need to learn from. And it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he gave us the intellect to think and to advance ourselves. It is not just for the sake of advancing in the worldly gain but is to to advance ourselves you know even if someone is so strong and so solid like a mountain when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want to destroy that mountain it will happen with the blink of an eye Nothing can challenge Allah, not on earth, not also in the seven heaven. He is telling us, I'm in control, I'm in charge. Listen, come to me. You see, the more we tie our connection to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the more we learn, the more we come closer to him. But the more we distance ourselves from him, the more we rely on man-made laws or advancement without connecting it 
to the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise those up to here and then he will drop them down to their knees. Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. There are many lessons to learn from this. And one of it is that uh, always be connected with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Always be well prepared because you never know when and where and how you are going to die. What is important is how is your connection, how is your relationship with your creator when you were alive before you die. That is something very important we all need to think about. Those people who went in, they were, as I said before, they were planning, they planned to take some things with them and possibly to come with photos and to do so many things to talk about. But look, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his will and power, he decided something else. For a believer, yes, it is a tragedy, but death is not a musiba. If a person is a believer, because we know those who die as Muslim, they go to Jannah. Going to Jannah is not a musiba. Going to Jannah is not a fitna. For those who are left behind, for us, the lesson for us in this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not hate those people who died more than us. He did not love us more than them. What happens? This is how he has decreed for their death to happen and for their death to be. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant those believers Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive their sins. Amen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us who are alive good ending. Amen. Amen. There's one Shahatim, you're about to say something. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a very good question, actually. We'll answer that question now, maybe. Uh, never thought about this question. Um, are we allowed to explore the ocean since Iblis had his throne over the water? Shikababa um, uh, or Shahatim, one of you. <laughs> this is a, a fiqhi question. It's very common. Shikababa. <laughs> well, Exploring it for the good, we are allowed to do that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us that he created the oceans for us and for us in them. There are many things that can, we can benefit from. And we are allowed to do that. I cannot recall the ayah, but we are allowed to. We are allowed to. So long we are doing that for the benefit to bring us closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that uh, should be fine. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah knows best. Just, we're talking about the explore of the ocean. Um, 
you know, one thing that we I realized that when when this incident happened, just like everybody else, I was interested in that. I, I actually went to look it up, read a bit more about the ocean, pretending I'm the marine biologist, right? <laughs> and I, I was looking through it, and I said, I was very surprised on how much we don't know about the ocean here. Turns out that we tend to know more about the space than than the ocean itself. So you know how we human beings, we felt so arrogant that we know we think that we know everything. We've got all the satellite and everything. We don't even know many things inside uh, that's actually under the ocean. We don't even know. We just very many, many things. So like, as you know, what happened with the um, uh, Malaysia Airlines flight that gone missing into the uh, ocean. They were, uh, And then, you know, I was reading through that, you know, when they, uh, <coughs> when they do the uh, sonar and looking for the aeroplane, they found out a few things that they never expect to be there. You know, so this is how amazing, uh, you know, the ocean, how how secret it is. In, the, in fact, initially, initially, we used to think that there will be nothing after a certain level because it was too deep, there'll be too much pressure, and there's no way uh, a fish or any animals can live there, right? And then only until recently, 1960, when we managed to go down, we realized there were so many fish and creations of Allah that were surviving and they were living there peacefully, right? Whatever they do. And then the more the deeper we go, we thought, you know, it's impossible. There's no way a fish can be like that. It can, can be there. The, the deeper we go, you know, we see this creation of Allah. And yet, you know, we talk about signs of Allah. These are the signs. For those in signs, you know, you should, if you think a little bit further, there has to be a creator. There has to be God. Absolutely. Simple as that. Absolutely. But we are so arrogant, we rejected it. We rejected it as if there was no other ways. You know, we think that we know everything. We, we see, this is the proof. We, we don't know anything. And, you know, and see, we can't explore the ocean, but Allah can create animals that live there. And it reminds me of Prophet Yunus, alayhi salam. We all know the stories of Prophet Yunus. Yeah. He got swallowed by the whale. And how he got to the bottom of the sea. You know, amazing stories and amazing reflection on that. And the best part that I like about with regards to the um, uh, story of Prophet Yunus is when he was the deepest of the ocean, um, uh, and the, the uh, and he recited uh, what was the uh, in the Quran? Um, <laughs> so you know, and and the second part of the uh, the, the verses of the Quran that talks about that as well that he was saved because he remember Allah at a time of good, and therefore Allah saved him at a time of hardships as well. So that's yes. another reminder for us as a Muslim that we have to remember Allah all the time for Allah yes. to answer your, your prayers, right? And uh, I actually wanted to talk about with regards to the uh, uh, death, right? One of the reasons why so many people are thinking about what happened with this uh, ocean gate is the thought that imagining five people sitting in the tube, in the deepest part of the in the deep part of the ocean in darkness and just waiting for death to come right because they were talking about the oxygen only going to last for certain hours that's why everybody all aboard you know canada england's americans everybody's sending the ship you know try to go and find them because the, the thought of you know you you are people about to <coughs> die it's scary it's scary and the thing is brothers and sisters we can die at any time. It can be tomorrow. It can be the next five minutes. None of us know. None of us know. But we are so... This is one of the reasons why it captured the whole world. Because 
the thought of just thinking, oh, this is this is bad for them. This is going to be difficult for them. They'll be counting their time when the exchange is going to expire. They're all going to just pass out and die. You know, so everybody, you know, it's scary. It's a scary thought. And and the thing is, there were many videos after what happened there. That I think there were a few other YouTubers. They were supposed to be in that ship as well. Right. Uh, unfortunately, when uh, one of the one of the YouTuber guy, he actually went in the ship. They even detached from the main ship, from the mothership, went all the way. But he he didn't manage to dive uh, because there were some issues. So they end up going back up again. And he was reflecting on his video. He said, "That could have been me. If the ship, yeah. if everything was okay on that day, they would have <coughs> dived it straight to the Titanic, and then that will be him on that on that day." So. You know, um, yeah, uh, that's my point at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think that, 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 that yeah, yes, yeah. yeah go, go, Sheikh, go, go. Add one comment before Sheikh Hatem, please, Sheikh. You know, we are here on the ground. We are talking about them. We don't know how they died. We don't know what their last words were. And for a Muslim. When you are in a situation like that, immediately is to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and make tawbah all the time. And make tawbah all the time. Yes, it is scary, but if that is how and where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have written their death, nothing, nothing can take them away from that position. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alam. Yes, I have a few comments about uh, death. Uh, people need to understand that everybody is going to go through the gate of death. That's the only way you can reach the other side, the hereafter. There is no any other way. There is no shortcuts. And as we mentioned, uh, death can come in any form or shape. Uh, we don't have a decision about death. And it's not always a bad thing because it could have been worse. Just imagine if someone is suffering for five years, you know, severe uh, cancer and chemotherapy and trouble and pain, and then he dies after five years. And someone who, you know, gets into an accident and he's just driving and suddenly he gets a heart attack and dies. Both of them die, but one of them goes through suffering and the other doesn't go through suffering. So we cannot judge, like Sheikh Baba said, we don't know how they died. Maybe they died a peaceful death. We are not, you know, there to judge how they died because this is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This journey that we went for Hajj, we had uh, two Omanis who passed away. One of them, one of them is, uh, he owns a company for Hajj. He takes people for Hajj and Umrah for more than 20 years. And once um, his group... Sheikh Baba, can you hear Sheikh Hatim well? Yes. Yes, I can hear you, Sheikh. Go ahead. Once... Uh, go, go ahead, Sheikh. Sorry, that must be my internet. You go ahead, go ahead Sheikh. Okay. Once the group arrived in uh, Mecca and they performed Umrah, he passed away. The owner of this company passed away. He just you know, fell and died and he was buried in the haram, uh, next to the haram. And then there was another uh, man who 
completed the entire, you know, uh, Hajj. And uh, when he finished uh, the last Jamarat, he just fell and got a heart attack and died. So death is something that you don't choose. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كُلُّ مَنْ عَلَيْهَا فَانْ وَيَبْقَى وَجْهُ رَبِّكَ ذِي الْجَلَالِ وَالْإِكْرَامِ Everybody, everything will perish except the glory of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was telling the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, إِنَّكَ مَيِّتٌ وَإِنَّهُمْ لَمَيِّتُونَ You are dead and they are also dead. So no one will escape death. Uh, even for the people who think that uh, I was supposed to be in the submarine, but, uh, you know, something happened and I wasn't there. Because Allah did not decree for you to die in that time and in that way. But your time will come. This does not change the reality that you're going to die. You are going to die. Now, I want to mention a very important hadith that uh, we have to ponder upon. And the hadith says, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تزول قدماء عبد عبد يوم القيامة حتى يسأل عن عمره فيما أفناه وعن علمه فيما فعل فيه وعن ماله من أين اكتسبه وفيما أنفقه وعن جسمه فيما أبلاه A, a servant or a slave will not his foot his feet will not be moved on the day of judgment until he is asked about these things. The first one is his life, his entire life. What did he do in his life? And the second thing is his knowledge. Where did he utilize his knowledge? And the third thing is his wealth or money. Where did he get it from? And how did he spend it? And the last one is his body and what he did with it now this hadith is is teaching us to prepare ourselves about what to expect in the hereafter what are we going to be accountable for so every one of us has to look at his life did i live a fruitful life here on earth did i fulfill my path that allah ordained for me was I a responsible Khalifa custodian on earth? Did I represent Allah on earth and represent his justice? Or was I just another person? You have to answer this question. The second thing, knowledge. <clears throat> Acquiring knowledge and also transferring knowledge. Even the little bit knowledge that you have, to other person, it is significance. I always tell people who want to get into the field of da'wah. Some of them say, I don't have a Sharia background, I'm not experienced, I'm this, I'm that, all sorts of excuses. But I tell them, all of you know Surah Al-Ikhlas. قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدٌ اللَّهُ الصَّمَدٌ لَمْ يَلِدْ وَلَمْ يُولَدْ وَلَمْ يَكُلْ لَهُ كُفْرٌ أَحَدٌ Only knowing this chapter of the Qur'an, is sufficient for you to deliver the message because there are a lot of people out there looking for Allah and they don't know who is Allah what is the description of Allah 
how can we categorize this as a God? And this chapter teaches them who is God? What is the criteria of, of a God? And the third thing is your earnings. We're all, in, we're all striving in this world to make a living. Yeah, we go to work, we do business, we have investments. So ask yourself this, my, my dear brothers and sisters. What you're earning is halal? Is it lawful? Is it as Allah has asked you to earn your living? Or is it haram earning? Are you feeding your children haram? What will happen to you? It doesn't matter how much sadaqah you do, how much charity you do, you give out of the money. If the money is made out of drug dealing and hustling and paying bribes and haram business, you're wasting your time. Your, your income has to be pure and lawful. You see some people, you know, they sell alcohol, pork, they have nightclubs and so on. And then you see them going to Africa building mosques. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept impure money. Keep your money to yourself. Don't build the house of Allah out of filth money. In the time of uh, Quraysh, before Islam, they wanted to rebuild the Kaaba. And they made a condition that the money they will collect, bear in mind they were not Muslims. They were not Muslims at that time. The money they will collect to build the Kaaba has to be pure money. No any filth, no any unlawful money should be put in building the house of Allah. And these are idol worshippers. They are not believers yet. But they had some sense of belief left in their heart from Nabiullah Ibrahim. Now the second part of this is after you earned a lawful income, how did you spend it? This is a very big question mark. Did you spend it in the path of Allah? Did you prioritize? Today we have millions of people around the globe dying out of hunger. People in Yemen, people in Syria, people in Palestine. And today we have people in Sudan, immigrants, Syria, you know, you name it. Is it justifiable for me as a person, just because I earn this money, and I'm talking in general sense, I'm not reflecting on this incident, I'm talking in general sense. If I am Hatim, I am a, I am a very successful businessman, I'm a, I'm a multi-billionaire. Does it, does it justify me to spend $50 million or $10 million to do something that is not in the, for the sake of Allah while my brothers and sisters are starving or something that is not in the priority list? What is more important? To find out what is in the depth of the ocean or to feed those who don't have fresh water and don't have food or the refugees in Lebanon and Turkey who are dying out of cold they don't have blankets they don't have tents they don't have this 
So this is something to ponder upon because people are deceived so many times. They think that it's my money. I can do whatever I want with it. Sorry, it's not your money. It's Allah's money. Allah is the one who gave you this money in the first place. It wasn't out of your intelligence because everything in you, including your business mind, was given to you by Allah. So the money that you have is from Allah, it's not from you. And Allah dictated to you how you should spend that money. And there are so many verses in the Quran where Allah is talking about those who spend in the in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who yunfiquna fi sabilillah. And today, I don't think in the world we have reached to a level where we don't have poor people or we don't have hungry people or we don't have people who don't have shelters. We still have so much more to do. I feel so sad and I feel bad sometimes when I see non-Muslims donating 600 million, 500 million, 1 billion out of their wealth to charity. And I say, where are the Muslims? Where are the Muslims who should be pioneers, who should be, you know, in the front of the line, who should be the first to donate and distribute their wealth? If I look at social media today, the Muslims yeah, on social media, uh, especially those influencers, they call themselves influencers, they get money now from YouTube and all these places. The way they burn that money, the way they spend that money in 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 crazy stuff, it's just unbearable, honestly. And we are going to be asked on the Day of Judgment. And lastly is your body. This amana, this custody that we have been given by Allah, a temporary custody, and we have to give it back. What do we do with it? Yeah, we consume alcohol, drugs, tattoos, all sorts of crazy stuff. We think that it belongs to us. It's my body. I can do whatever I want with it. No, it's not your body. I'm sorry. Again, it's not your body. You are not the one who purchased that body. It was given to you by Allah. So you have to give it back the same way Allah gave it to you safe. Wallahu a'lam. Sorry for taking a long time. <laughs> oh, good. Inshallah, good. Very, very good reminder. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, <clears throat> Sheikh. Um, I just wanted to, one more incident that um, with regard to the Ocean Gate is prior to um, uh, the incident that happened on that day, um, there were minor, from my understanding, there was minor issues with the um with the with the submarine with the submersible with the so basically what happened is uh, sometimes this doesn't work there were some issues with the computer they have to reboot they have to reset so there are quite a few things that happens and so all these little little incidents that that you know things is not quite right <coughs> i had my reflection on that is on the um uh, in surah sajda where allah says in the quran you know, we will certainly make them taste some of the minor torment in this life before the major torment of the hereafter. So perhaps, so perhaps they will return to the right path. 
So, you know, what I'm trying to say here with regards to the incident is, you know, you know, there are a few minor things that people talk about, you know, maybe they should have not gone in the sea, maybe they should have not done that. And I was reflecting upon that verse of the Quran on us as a human being. There are many small little incidents that happens, some punishment that we go through, something that we don't like or whatnot. Uh, you know, why? So that, you know, you'll be guided back to the right path. So you will be avoiding because the worst of the worst will be if you end up in the hellfire. Nothing else is worse than that. So, so that was the point that I was thinking and I was reflecting upon, you know, because there were so many incidents happened prior to that. And just like our life, we were born, we grow up, we make many decisions. Some of our decision is perhaps not quite right, or perhaps it's a wrong decision. Perhaps it's a lesson from Allah. Perhaps it's a reminder from Allah. It's a punishment from Allah so that we will go back to that right path. You know, yeah. so that's one thing that I was thinking about. Sheikh <clears throat> Baba. <clears throat> MashaAllah, very well said. I mean, uh, other incidences, many other incidences has happened where we hear a plane have crashed either in the jungle or into the sea and relative we are waiting from the other side and there are people who are supposed to be on that flight they missed the flight you know at the beginning they were so sad that they missed the flight but when they heard these incidences occurred you know they pondered and said oh I was supposed to be on that. You know, you are not. If you are not, you are not. Ma akhta'aka lam yakun li yusibaka wa ma asabaka lam yakun li The advice Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was given to, I think it was Ibn Abbas, and he said that whatever happened to you is something that is not was not going to miss you. And whatever misses you was not something that is going to happen to you. What is matter is remaining connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 24-7 so that one can have a good ending. It is the only way to success. Otherwise, no. Even if people were to go and achieve so many things in this dunya, if it is not connected, it is not tied to the connection between the creation and the creator, it is nothing because when the person dies they leave all that behind the degrees the certificate and everything the wealth everything will be left behind what do we go with to our graves it's just our our deed and the wealth and the families they retain and we are left there with our deed we pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to beatify our deeds May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the proper understanding of the Quran and the authentic sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Amen. I have a verse that I want to share. Yeah. And whoever and whoever's gonna listen to this share this verse, he will know that the Quran is a miracle from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has not left out anything, even this particular incident that we're talking about. Allah has mentioned the Quran. So Allah says in Surah Al-An'am, verse 63, <clears throat> Whoever will come to you 
لئن أنجانا من هذه لنكونن من الشاكرين قل الله ينجيكم منها ومن كل كرب ثم أنتم تشركون and the translation is so who is that saves you from the dangers of the land and the sea when you call upon him openly humiliating yourselves and in secret if he saves us from this we should certainly be of the grateful ones say allah saves you from them and from every distress but again you set up others with him you you associate partners with allah so every time you ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you are in distress allah will save you but the problem is you give a promise to allah saying that we will believe when you save us and then when he saves you and takes you out of that calamity even if you are not believe at that time you go back and you become a disbeliever and you associate partners with allah and i've mentioned the story before of uh, cat stevens yusuf islam when he was drowning in the ocean he was an atheist he gave a promise to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala oh allah if you save me from this i will become a believer and he remained a believer but there are so many people out there they reach the level of desperation no government no technology no submarines nothing will help you you only the only thing that can help you is allah you have two choices the first choice is you're arrogant and you don't want to ask allah to help you and get you out of this because you don't believe in a god the second thing you ask but you're not sincere so you ask and you have the intention that when we're saved out of this i'll just forget about it and go back to my old style and look at the amount of people who saw this incident how many people actually went back to allah how many people are calling upon allah on a say on a daily basis to save them from the different types of calamities and then they go back and disbelieve and they go and and and, and disobey allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so sometimes i would say uh, uh there is a verse in the Quran that says and there is no calamity that comes upon you except with what your hands brought forward yeah it is us who bring the calamities to ourselves because of our our actions and not Allah so we have to learn from these lessons my dear brothers and sisters because the Quran is full of lessons anything you are looking for you will find it in the Quran just Put the time and read the Quran and understand it. I've even read it in English, so you don't have an excuse if you don't know Arabic. <coughs> you will still find the answer to any question. Wallah. That was the the other two verses that I was thinking before was had he not constantly glorify Allah, as Yunus has not constantly glorify Allah at the time of the uh, ease and at the time of hardship, he would have certainly remained in its belly until the day of resurrections. So Yunus would have stayed in the belly of well if he was not the one who actually glorify Allah all the time. So, you know, so that's something that, you know, um, 
So the, the problem is, Sheikh, um, you know, not no problem. There's the issue we have nowadays, especially if you live in a place where everything is very easy. Now, um, I'm sure Middle East is quite easy. Money is flowing everywhere, left, right, and center. Um, not saying you should, I'm saying the, 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 the nature give of the some, living, right? Give, give me some, give me some. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about, you know, every time I turn up in Dubai or, you know, you can just see that the, the wealth is just there, you know, yeah. and, and, and in New Zealand, in the West, it's all the same thing. Alhamdulillah. In the West, it's the same, same thing as well. You know, you can't, you know, you talk about poor share. I mean, there are people who are struggled, but in this country, it's extremely difficult not to have anything to eat if you were to follow yeah. through everything that the, the government, government will look after you, right? So we, we tend to forget Allah. We tend to stay away from, uh, uh, you know, start to deny God when, when we are in this in this in a in, in this state, and this is why, like country like New Zealand and many other countries in the West, uh, in New Zealand, less than seventy percent, no, sorry, less than thirty percent of people still say that God exists. Over seventy, so close to seventy percent says that God doesn't exist, right? And that's the level of arrogance that we have sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, that that was my. My point on that. Uh, you, rem- you, re- you remember the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, uh, when he was uh, talking to the companions, and he says a lot of nations will will be uh, will show aggression to mm. our ummah, uh, to the Muslims, and the Sahaba were surprised, and they were said, you know, are we going to be little in number? Yes. And the Rasulullah said, no, we're going to be so much. As the pebbles in in uh, uh, in the sea, but he says we are going to be inflicted by al-wahan. Mm-hmm. What is al-wahan? Al-wahan is loving this dunya and forgetting mm-hmm. about al-akhirah. And so. unfortunately, our ummah has reached to that level where we have so many bounties in this dunya, and. Al-Akhirah has, is no longer our priority. The hereafter is no longer in our priority. We're just hmm. concerned about making more money, living, enjoying ourselves. And when the waham is like a cancer, when it spreads in your heart, if you don't repent, and if you don't go back to Allah and attach yourself with Al-Akhirah, you'll be taken by the wave. You and everybody else. And it's going to be too late because when death comes, it comes sudden. It doesn't show you like a warning. There is no like red bulb light that will tell you, oh, Hatem, next week the angel of death will come and take your soul. No, it just comes suddenly. So if you, if you, my dear brothers and sisters, if you are infected by Al-Wahan, treat yourself now while you still can. Otherwise, it's going to be too late. No chemotherapy will help you. No radiation. Nothing will help you. And you will not smell al-jannah. You will not be able to enter al-jannah. Because your heart is not attached to al-akhirah. Wallahu a'lam. Sheikh Ababa. Last few points from you, Sheikh. Um... Before we end, uh, I've learned a lot from today's program. Jazakallah khairan and for both of you. Last few reminder for us, Sheikh. Um, we, we're all miskin here. And they, need, they keep you yeah. reminded again and again and again about this yeah. sometimes. 
the reminder again is uh, all what been said and also to think of those who are yet not Muslims hmm. and to be grateful and to be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and always to supplicate to him to grant us good ending and uh, remembering that uh, no matter how long we live in this dunya there's a place specially made for us there's a day there's an hour specially made for us we don't know when this day will come we don't know where it will come or what time the good thing is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us all the prescription of it and above all we are alive we are able to speak we can remember those people who are in the positions or in the situations where they are alive but they are not able to speak they are alive they are not able to remember some might be telling you a story they could be maybe 80 year old or 90 year old but they will be telling you stories when they were a child when they were babies remember always ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save you from the trials of this life and the life of the akhirah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us from the trial of the dunya and the akhirah may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen our belief in him may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us and give us the power to spread this word more may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala good ending may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us accepted tawbah before we die may allah bless you us amen amen barakallah khairan wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh wa alaykum assalam